Our readings from the Gospel of Matthew, the 25th chapter. When he finally arrives, blazing in beauty and all of his angels with him, the Son of God, the Son of Man, will take his place on his glorious throne. Then all the nations will be arranged before him, and he will sort out the people, much as a shepherd sorts out sheep and goats, putting sheep to his right and goats to his left. And the king will say to those on his right, Enter, you who are blessed by my father, take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundation, and here's why. I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was homeless, and you gave me a room. I was shivering, and you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you stopped to visit. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will say, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone, overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. Then he will turn to the goats, the ones on his left, and say, Get out, worthless goats. You good for nothing but the fires of hell. And why? Because I was hungry and you gave me no meal. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was homeless and you gave me no bed. I was shivering and you gave me no clothes. Sick and in prison and you never visited. Then those goats are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or homeless or shivering or sick or in prison and didn't help? He will answer them, I'm telling the solemn truth, whenever you fail to do one of these things to someone who was being overlooked or ignored, that was me. You failed to do it to me. And those goats will be herded to their eternal doom, but the sheep to their eternal reward. The Gospel of the Lord. So I'd like to begin with a prayer that I think matches the theme of this gospel message. That is, where Jesus is calling us to fully live into our faith. So please pray with me. Almighty and most merciful God, we call to mind before you all whom it is easy to forget, those who are homeless, destitute, sick, isolated, and all who have no one to care for them. May we bring help and healing to those who are broken in body or spirit, that they may have comfort in sorrow, company in loneliness, and a place of safety and warmth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So today we celebrate Christ the King Sunday, and it's such an important day in our church calendar because it represents the end of the church year. It is so special that our hard-working altar guild for one Sunday changes the colors of our pulpit, of our altar, and the banner in the back, and our pastors wear white to celebrate this joyous occasion. It is our opportunity together to lift up and embrace who Jesus is, our King, the King of Kings, our Savior and Messiah, because Jesus isn't like any king or queen The world has ever seen, and his reign and presence on earth has continued since his Easter resurrection approximately 2,000 years ago. 
The gospel reading, the word of God, is where we can hear Jesus pointing us to where we can find him on earth and where he wants us to focus our efforts of living in to our faith. Jesus is so specific in this gospel message that I invite each of you on a journey to reflect on Jesus' interaction with us, this community, and with those throughout the world who are experiencing pain and suffering. Think of it as a year in review. Collecting and serving food is, as the gospel message stated, is collecting and serving food to Jesus, who is amongst those most in need in our society. At Upper Dublin, we have these opportunities to experience Jesus quite often with our annual food drive supporting the Ambler Cupboard and St. John's Lutheran Church in Northeast Philadelphia. We do it for those most in need because it is what Jesus calls us to do, and by doing this, we are living into our faith and baptismal covenants, which includes caring for others. Not only is it the right thing to do, but here at Upper Dublin, we make this a fun and competitive adventure. And I'll never forget a couple weeks ago when John Weiss in the fourth and fifth grade Sunday school class come barreling in through those back doors during the sharing time to proclaim the good news that there would be an annual competition food drive. And they were going to put up signs throughout the church and let everybody know that whoever brings in the most non-perishable items or canned goods would be given a prize. And I'd like to see from any of the children, to include the adult forum, which is in this competition, because I've heard they're reigning champions, Does anybody raise their hand that has brought in any items for this year's annual food drive. All right, I see, I see a couple. Absolutely good stuff. I, well, I wish you well in this competition. I hope you win. Um, but this excitement, I think, is exactly what Jesus wants us to embody as we encourage each other to gather food and to distribute it to those in need. I even have a thank you letter acknowledging the efforts of Upper Dublin in feeding the hungry and thirsty, and it states, Upper Dublin Lutheran Church, on behalf of the Feast of Justice Board of Directors, which is the organization at St. John's Lutheran Church down in Northeast Philadelphia, I would like to thank you for your support of our organization during the year. So what you are doing is absolutely making a difference. As Jesus Christ the King is with those who are hungry and thirsty, he is also with those who are caring for others with this need. Welcoming a stranger is, as Jesus proclaimed, welcoming him into our life. I have a story about a unique experience I had while I was preaching a sermon for an army unit at Fort Dix, New Jersey. And to set this setting, we were on the bottom floor of the barracks in a room called the day room. And this day room normally has some windows and some doors with panels that you can clearly see what's going on inside. And inside we had soldiers and NCOs and officers gathered and we had couches that we made into pews so that we had that type of seating available. And up front I had a table with a cross and a Bible and we had bulletins and we were singing. And it was clearly a chapel service that was taking place at that moment. So here I am, I was preaching the sermon, and these doors open wide, and these two individuals come running in full speed with these boxes of cookies, and they said, we have cookies for you, we want to give you these cookies. And I'll be honest, I was preaching, and at first I'm like, what is going on? I'm, 
we're obviously in this chapel service. You can see from the windows I'm preaching, but I decided to keep silent and model my behavior after those soldiers and officers sitting in front of me. And what they did was, come on in. What do you have to offer? You have some cookies. That's great. We'll take some cookies. Well, just so you know, there's a chapel service taking place right now. Um, You're welcome to stay, but our chaplain candidate's going to continue preaching. If not, so thank you, and it was nice to meet you. And it was as if they were showing me and others exactly how we should welcome unexpected strangers into our lives with the understanding that you never know who they are or what their situation is. Welcoming others in this manner is truly welcoming the presence of Jesus into your life. As Jesus Christ the King is with those we encounter as strangers. So I was recently reading an article about evacuees from Puerto Rico in the Virgin Islands who were displaced from their homes and temporarily relocating to the Philadelphia area. And as of November of this year, there have been approximately 300 families, which accounts for over 600 individuals, who have moved to this region. And none of them have any family or friends from this area. And one of the organizations that is helping is the Lutheran Disaster Response Team of Eastern Pennsylvania, and items they are raising money for includes a collection of winter clothing. This effort is absolutely consistent with what Jesus proclaimed. Clothing is being given to those in need. I truly believe that Jesus was amongst those during those devastating hurricanes, and he was also amongst them as they made this arduous journey up into the mainland of the United States and all the way up to Pennsylvania. Because I can't even imagine not having running water or sewage or power and having some of your roads and bridges destroyed. And I came to think a couple weeks ago, the power went out in our own home and it went off. And as soon as the lights went out, my wife and daughters and all looked at each other and said, what's happening? What's going on? This is terrible. So we got in touch with our neighbors and said, what do we do? What do we think? You know, I know there's a storm going on. Well, if you call Pico, and enough people call Pico, they'll come and fix it very quickly. So we did that, and we found out that an hour later, our power came back on. I just can't even imagine going months, if not several months, without any power or electricity or water like these families that are relocating here have to go through. One way that I find hope is in knowing that Jesus is amongst those who are suffering and, as our reading points out, encourages us to help those in need. As Jesus Christ the King is with those who are experiencing devastating losses, displacement, and a need of clothing, He is also amongst those making efforts to help. Now, this past summer, I was a chaplain intern at Jefferson Hospital down in Center City, Philadelphia. And I was, had the fortunate opportunity to witness an upper Dublin couple, a husband and wife, coming down daily to visit their loved one who was about to get surgery. And they would take the train down from Ambler, they would stop by Wawa and get some coffee and donuts, and they would just be providing this presence to them. The dedication and care this couple displayed, I believe, is exactly what Jesus described in the gospel message. They experienced Jesus' presence because that is where he is located, amongst those in need, those who may be in pain and suffering, and in this instance, who are sick. 
from speaking to this particular patient and other patients afterwards in the hospital, having family, friends, and other visits them brought them so much joy, peace, comfort, and happiness. It, it was as if the presence of Jesus was amongst them. This special moment I wanted to take the time to share with you because I know there are countless members from Upper Dublin that make these same types of effort in helping and visiting with those who are sick and the family members that are there in support. From the countless testimonies I've heard, you're absolutely making a difference. And those in need and the family members that are alongside them are so thankful. During those moments, I truly believe that the presence of Jesus is experienced as the gospel message proclaims. Jesus Christ the King is with those who are sick, and He is also with those who are caring for others that are ill. So when I got to the gospel message that refers to the portion about visiting those in prison, I thought to myself, have I visited anybody in prison over the last year? And honestly, the answer is no. I began to think about if I had the opportunity to visit someone in this situation, what would I do? How would I go about this? And as I continued this personal reflection, began to think about maybe this is something that I could do in the next church calendar year. Because Jesus listed it out specifically, I think, for a reason, and that is why it is included in our gospel reading, those in prison may be separated from our society, but they in no way are abandoned by Jesus. The fact that I had not participated in any prison ministries prompted me to see what the ELCA and more specifically what the Southeastern Pennsylvania Synod does in regards to this field of ministry. And what I found was the living gospel ministries led by Pastor Linda Manson from the ELCA down in Philadelphia. And I want to read to you their mission statement and what their main focus is. It's to accompany and offer resources to people who are connected to the criminal justice system. This includes those returning from incarceration, those living with a criminal conviction, and the families of those with convictions. They provide workshops, a resource center, support groups, Bible studies, worship services, and individual empowerment to support this population. After I read that, I said, wow, talk about living into your faith and proclaiming Jesus through word and deed. Jesus Christ the King is with those in prison or family members who are affected, and he is also with those who are providing help to others with this need. The list of locations Jesus provided us is long and inclusive, and I think is for a very particular reason. I don't think it's meant to overwhelm us, but instead is meant to cause us for a moment to think about and reflect on ways that we can help and care for others. Because the opportunities and possibilities are endless. It is a way of encouraging us to experience Jesus amongst those who are in pain and suffering. Because there has never been an earthly king or queen on this world that has had the ability to extend their presence to the ends of the earth. How amazing is Jesus. Our king Jesus is focused on and present with those who are in the most need in our communities. This explanation provided Jesus is truly inspirational. Celebrating Jesus during this year and church calendar event is special and is very fitting during this time 
of thanksgiving. In the gospel message today, Jesus is providing us a map that has checkpoints that tell us where to serve and live into our faith. These checkpoints include being with and supporting the hungry, the thirsty, the homeless, the strangers, the naked, the sick, and those in prison. One way Jesus fulfills his promise of being with those who are in pain and suffering is through us. Together, we are the body of Christ, bringing the presence of Jesus to those in need. We are changing lives and changing the world, and Jesus, Christ the King, is with us every step of the way. Amen.